Welcome to the Let's Get Into It coaching podcast. My name is Joanne McMillan from joanne.ie and I'm delighted that you have joined me. Each of the episodes are filled with coaching and lessons on how to tune into our intuition, how to become more intuitively aware and how to use our intuition as a guide in our daily life. I'm so excited to get started. So let's get into it. Hello, hello. I hope you are really, really well today and wherever you are listening to this podcast from. I am so happy to be here with you again today to talk more about how we can increase our intuitive intelligence and, you know, what it is really or what does it really mean to follow our intuition and follow our inner guidance. I'd love to share little bits uh, with you from my own life and where I am today. Um, I'm recording this in the winter time and it is just gone. It's not even five o'clock yet and it's already dark. Um, I always find that a challenge to um, adjust to at the darker time of the year. But at the same time, there's something nice about, you know, winter fires and fairy lights and just making the house nice and cozy. I also recently adopted a kitten from a local animal welfare and he has brought so much energy and excitement into the house. It's really lovely to have him around. Um, he's generally full of beans and just living his best life. <laughs> he's trying out everything and experiencing life from his little fluffy cat suit. <laughs> and it's so entertaining to watch. Well, most of the time entertaining to watch. Um, it's incredible how... Um, Joyful and destructive he could be all in one go. <laughs> I've dubbed him Yoda, who was Master Yoda, who was a Jedi Master and Chandler of the Force. And he is just a bundle of joy most of the time. So, um, but today I want to talk a little more about when we have taken a wrong turn. Or, you know, when you feel like you've taken a wrong turn in your life. Or when I say a wrong turn, I literally am doing air quotes with my fingers here <laughs> you know is there really such a thing as wrong or bad turns or choices in our life so you know sometimes we feel we have made bad decisions or that we took a wrong turn somewhere you know or we took a, a one course in the university on upon a recommendation or something and we should have done something else and we end up in jobs or careers that we don't particularly love um, and we chose it at the time because it was recommended or it was wildly encouraged by family or we ended up in a relationship or a marriage that wasn't what we hoped it would be or thought what, uh, you know, what it would be and we blame ourselves for making wrong choices. So have you ever had those situations, jobs, relationships or friendships in your life where you thought, this was a really bad choice. And then you internalize the choice as something being wrong with you or you being wrong or not knowing what kind of choices to make and and that you do not know what you're doing or you are a poor judge of character, etc. So we take out these supposedly wrong choices on ourselves. But, you know, sometimes we or, you know, most of the time we really rush through life taking only familiar roads, um, you know, roads that have been mapped out by others. And, you know, those familiar kind of familial and cultural roads 
And then we deny our soul the experiences that it seeks. And sometimes life just happens, you know, situations and tragedies or trauma that are out of our control come our way, um, which we obviously did not plan for um, or have as our life experiences. And it throws us into a whole different path, or so we think anyway. Um, But, you know, what if all of those experiences, everything that we have experienced was meant to be part of our human experience? And I'm not just saying that in everything, you know, that everything in life is all white light and pink fluffy bunnies. It certainly isn't. You know, sometimes we go through really, really tough challenges or some really, um, you know, a lot of deep trauma that is incredibly wounding. And, you know, tragedies and traumas are not blessings, but I do know that blessings can come from them. And we choose, if we choose to surrender to what that experience can teach us and we choose to grow through what we go through. And, you know, sometimes that takes a lot of work on our behalf. And it's like, but Joanne, I didn't choose this situation. I didn't ask this person to do this or say that or leave or abandon or whatever the case may be. And it's like, now I am working through the wounding that that person's actions or inactions have caused. And, you know, and yes, and certainly it does take us to places. But, you know, in all my years of doing my own personal work and helping my clients do their personal work, I do know at some point, you know, if we choose to find it, you know, these experiences that we've had in our life can truly become not a blessing, but it's like blessings can come from it. And sometimes these experiences literally teach us things or resilience or skills, you know, that having an easier life or having that situation not happen in our life, that we might never have really learned. So this brings me back to my point when we find ourselves on a route in life, which feels like dead ends or wrong turns. One of these wrong turns are just scenic routes on our soul's adventure, you know. What if some of these experiences that we've had was just our soul's way to experience the depth of the emotional pain, the, the despair, the whatever it is that we experienced at that time in our life? What if those were the perfect ingredients that were needed in order to learn what we needed to learn in order to fully live our soul's journey and our soul's adventure, you know, to truly live our purpose and our intention, you know, for this lifetime. So many times, and including myself, you know, when I look back at my life, I would think it's like, you know what, if it wasn't for this, if he wasn't or didn't act the way he did, I would not have learned this about myself. If she didn't do that, I would not have learned this skill or whatever it might be. Um, And, you know, it's like at the end of the day, it all adds up if we choose to see it as a way for our soul to experience the fullness of this human experience. 
So remember the piece I shared from San Sandra Ingerman's book about imagining that we have come here to have all these wonderful human experiences, joyful and painful, the full spectrum of what it means to be a human being. And this is where having a spiritual practice truly comes in so that you can have have or get clear communication from your intuition. You know, having a spiritual practice really puts us into into that deep connection with that spiritual part of who we are, where that deep, still voice speaks from, if you like. When you find yourself on the scenic route, having a spiritual practice that helps you to remain fully present in the situation, to see what you can discover, allows your intuition to be your guide so that it can get to its destination, not a place, but an experience. You know, so often it's like we are rushing to the next destination, the next milestone, the next thing we have to reach, the next level, whatever it is. And we miss out on the experiences on the way, which is truly what we are here to experience is having all these human experiences. And it's not about getting somewhere. It's about the journey and what we are experiencing on that journey. I love the analogy that Abraham Hicks have used in, in one of their, their talks or in one of their, um, what do you call it, conferences. Um, they, they talked about how when you go on a cruise ship or on a cruise holiday, you know, you might start and end at the same port. So for instance, if you leave here from Ireland and you leave from Dublin port, and you travel the Mediterranean all around Europe or whatever it might be. And the end destination is Dublin port again. So if we to go with that premise of rushing towards the de destination, then why leave at all? <laughs> you know, if you if you are already where you're going to end up, why leave? And I suppose why we leave is to have the experience and the journey and the, the experiencing all the wonderful flavors and foods and the scenery and everything on the way. It's not about the destination. It is about the journey to the destination. So you've heard me time and time refer to our intuition as having an in internal GPS or sat nav. And I have to say, I, I loved having a sat-nav when they were a thing, <laughs> you know, about 20 years ago even. It's like, I have to say, I loved having the sat-nav in my car. And for a couple of years, and and now, you know, on my phone, um, you know, putting a destination into Google Maps and finding a place. You know, some people always said, it's like, but sure, it's going to make you lazy and you're not going to learn the roads of Ireland. And trust me, Trying to find your way on the back roads of Ireland is quite an adventure. <laughs> I can promise you that. But, you know, but I, I have to say I've had the best adventures by having the satnav guide me through the back roads of Ireland. Admittedly, not when I am in a rush or like for an appointment. Definitely not. Then I am not so keen to take the back roads of Ireland. But I love that how I have put in my destination into the satnav. Um, to take me to a certain place and even if I take a wrong turn somewhere if I uh, turn too quick or I have 
turned left instead of right or whatever it is. The satnav brings me back onto the next best road that will bring me to where I'm going. Recalculating the route and off I go, right? So finding roads and places on my new recalculated route I would never have discovered otherwise. Sure, I came across the most amazing places. I was in Kerry one day and came across a place called the Pancake Cottage. And a friend of mine who has lived in Kerry all all of her life never knew about the Pancake Cottage. And I was telling her about this amazing place and the gorgeous pancakes they have. And she goes, what, where? But that was thanks to my sat-nav or me taking a wrong turn and then discovering the Pancake Cottage on the scenic route in the on the back roads in Kerry. <laughs> so, so in many ways, your soul or our intuition and our inner guidance does exactly the same thing if we allow it to. We just have to tune into it. So and to trust that it knows the end destination and it will calculate the next best route to where we are going. Even when we have taken an exit too early or we have turned left instead of right and so on. So I have to say this year especially has been a year of feeling that I'm back on track for me in so many different ways. I have taken so many scenic routes in the last 20 years and I feel like I'm finally doing what my soul have always wanted to do. And yes, I learned very, very valuable lessons on all of these scenic routes. Some of them feel like really silly and unnecessary detours. And, you know, some days I still find myself regretting some of these or resenting the fact that I actually took these scenic routes. But I do very quickly remind myself of everything that I've learned on that route and things that I've learned you know, while being on that detour that I'm implementing in my life today and more than likely would have never have taken the chances on learning these skills or going to these places or um, booking these conferences if I did, if I wasn't on that specific detour. So, but also I know they only seem like that when I look at these from a punishing and an impatient place. You know, it's, it is, unbelievable it's like how we can be our worst or our most critical taskmasters isn't it so but when I scratch the surface of these supposed detours you know it has brought so much learning to me and skills and understanding that I can now implement in my journey and fully utilize so when I look at the choices I made from an ego place I feel stupid and taken advantage of and I see say things like I should have known better but when I look at it from a soul place I can see all the value these experiences have brought to my life and my work today so the ego wants everything now and something that I have realized and still realizing every day is that the soul has its own time Just like Mother Nature, who is never rushed and gets everything done, so does our soul end up having all these experiences uh, it has set out to have and is in no rush. It only operates on divine time. So our souls yearn to co-create wholeheartedly and mindfully and respectfully in community with others. So by nature, we are creative. 
You know, we create our journeys and our, you know, our routes on our journeys and scenic routes and detours and all kinds of things. <laughs> so by nature, we are very creative. And as creativity is the essence of the life force itself, we create the perfect conditions for us to upskill and learn these experiences. Our egos worry about temporary conditions, sometimes not realizing that they were set in motion by conditions of the past and are already beginning to change. So, and our egos are impatient and scared and want certainty right away. It has trouble accepting that things happen as they are meant to happen. But when we are open to hearing the soul, our imagination, our intellect, our skill sets serve as our soul's paintbrush. Slow down and be curious and feel grateful. Miracles are on the way and your soul knows the way. Your soul has its own lane, but you are probably tempted to switch lanes in order to conform to others' ideas about you should do and what you should experience. You know, and sometimes when so many are heading in one direction, we feel safety in a crowd and we head in that same direction as well because that's the thing to do. And we squish down our own soul's voice that wants to follow its own lane and go on its own scenic route. <laughs> so spending time listening to that deep still voice inside of you, it knows the next exit and it knows the right path for you. One way to start to tune more into your soul's voice is, is to journal. Journaling helps you remain open and present instead of becoming distracted. So it, it's a really, really good tool for keeping your fears about the future and the past at bay. So if you are more visual, collaging can be a wonderful tool too. So cutting out visual presentations or creating drawings of what you are feeling or the human experiences you are having and also the ones that you would like to have in your life. So for, before we finish off, today's exercise about is what I call recalibrate your destination. <laughs> yeah. So it's like recalculating your destination. And to do this exercise, take some time away from distractions. You know, carve out some time somewhere in your day or your weekend and just make time to not necessarily dream, but just to let your mind wander and asking this very, very pertinent question, what is my soul's longing? What is it that my soul wants to do? What are the experiences my soul wants to have? So spending a few minutes simply sitting comfortably with your eyes closed and observing your breath and inhale and exhale, just having a mindful moment and just tuning into your heart space, as we said before. If you can just tune in to that space and just listen or just notice what comes up. You can put on some soothing music, music that stirs your soul. I often like to have shamanic drumming playing softly in the background when I create spaces like this for myself. Especially, I love creating purely for the joy of creating. And that usually involves paint and no brushes, just my hands or fingers. <laughs> and I love to just have the music 
on in the background and it just puts me in a whole other mindset. I'll talk more about, you know, shamanic drumming and journeying from that perspective. But it it changes, I suppose, your consciousness to the alpha theta state, which is more kind of in tune with what is underlying in the subconscious. And I love usually having that on in the background to create purely for the joy of creating. So when you have this on and, you know, just like the images and the feelings and the colors or the objects come into your imagination and give physical expression to that, whether that is through words in your journal or through painting or collaging or whatever, it's about having fun and answering this question, what is my soul's longing? And it might not make sense to the conscious mind when you look at it or, you know, while you're busy with it even. And you might not know what it means right now, but your soul knows and you are giving it a voice and you give it permission to start recalculating your route to the experiences you want to have. So I'm going to leave that there for today. I I hope you many moments of recalculation <laughs> that you have detour and scenic route experiences, even though it might be frustrating in the moment or you might not realize that you are on a scenic route at all. But I do wish for you as well that you can listen more to your soul's longing, to your the experiences that your soul truly wants and that you can follow that guidance because it truly knows the way. I'm looking forward to spending more time with you again next time. And until then, take good care of yourself. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Let's Get Into It coaching podcast. I just loved sharing with you today. And I truly believe that our intuition is one of our most important tools to help guide us on our journey through life. Join me again on the next episode when we will talk about more ways we can increase our intuitive intelligence. This is your host, Joanne Macmillan from joanne.ie. And until next time, let's stay into it.